Welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits at the Recycle Garage in snowy Haley, but still rainy and sunny at the same time, Whoa. Santa Cruz, California. <laughs> we we went, got it all. We went through every season today. Yeah, we today. Did. Four yeah. seasons, one day. Uh, apparently it was snowing on 17 today, which is the highway that connects us in San Jose. Yeah. 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 And then uh, hailing up in the mountains too, so... yeah. Weird. Uh, hello, I am your host today, Douglas, uh, running the board tonight. We have Liza. Hey, how y'all doing? This is Liza. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> we got Naked Jim. <laughs> hey, what's up? B -b -b Bagel. Hey, hey, hey. Next to me is Knock. <laughs> 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 Next to me is Knock. How you guys doing? What's up? The beautiful Emma. You say tomato and I say tomato. On the pretty <laughs> girl couch today, we have the beautiful cat. Hi. We have our guest, Dion. How's it going? Another guest, Bill. Hello. We got Gary. Hello. And Ch -ch Charlie. I rode in hell today. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Next to Charlie is Micah. Hey. And in the peanut gallery, we have Rose and Isabella. Say hi. Hello, you guys. Awesome. Hey. Cool. So right off the bat, what did we get done today? I know Liza was working on, on her project <laughs> over there, that monster. I spent all day shaving two nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she had them on her chin. I, she was trying to get them off. I got nothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wearing this ridiculous monkey hat and like the bottom ties balls. under the chin and it, it looks, yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, oh, so, I get it now. <laughs> so what exactly were you doing on the, on the bike, Leza? Um, the risers on the concourse, uh, the first ones I bought were too cheap and flimsy, and so I bought some... <laughs> some other cheap some more flimsy ones. Yeah. No, I bought some, some cheap, sturdy ones, mm -hmm. but because they're cheap, um, they've got a hex nut, hex recess opening to put a nut in, and it's not a, um... It's not a true hex. It's like an oblong hex. Uh -huh. <laughs> and so I had to... It's a blex nut. Yeah. <laughs> a blex? That's yeah. a thing, I guess. They're like these vintage-style cast risers, and it's a poor casting. But um, So I meticulously shaved... The, all the sides of these nuts to fit into the holes today. Liza. You got a lot of practice shaving nuts today, yeah, didn't you? <laughs> I'm going to stop you there, Liza. Um, how much horsepower do you think this concourse has got? Approximately. I, I don't know. I, I thought you were going to say what kind Loads. of shaving cream I use no, no, while no. shaving nuts. <laughs> I, I know what kind of shaving cream you use with your cutthroat razor. Oil. Yeah. Clearly. She uses carnuba wax. No. How many horsepower is this concourse, do you think, approximately? Uh, you want me to guess? Yeah, just, you know, just ballpark figure. Go big. Two. 63. <laughs> okay. Now, it's a big, heavy bike, right? Yeah. So the only thing that's going to be connecting your arms to the bike are these shitty $20 risers. Do you think you could kick down for some expensive risers Emma, so you're not going to die? How do, you, how do you hold on to a motorcycle? Oh. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Look at the grip. Has Antonio taught you nothing? Well, <laughs> the, the handlebars do play quite a part, you know? They, they help. The handlebars do actually help in the control of your bike, and I'm just very concerned a bit. that you've got this very powerful bike, 
with large handlebars on it, and you were choosing the cheapest option to attach the handlebar. Well, I guess, wait, wait, wait. This actually happened to me with the Rebel. I forgot to uh, put Loctite on the uh, the handlebar clamps. Right. Uh, and, uh, on these nuts? The, they, <laughs> the bolts came out, and I hit a bump on the road, and my handlebars came up, and I promptly put them back in and just held them there and <laughs> with Shit. downward force <laughs> until I was able to turn around and come back and put new bolts in. Well, it's totally fine, Liza. You'll now be that, fine. That's why I'm spending so much time, because these are cast, and they're vintage-looking, which oh, I want okay. the vintage look. Right. And so they're actually going to be beefy and strong. They're just not cast well. I For the cutout. That's I remember when you got these uh, you said beefy is what you the word you used yeah well i remember there's one Just of the, the holes that were drilled into it that you <laughs> threw the, the bolt in to mount it it has what maybe like an uh, not even an no, eighth no, no, of an inch is, of metal no, no, in no, between this is, them this is a different this is a different set that's oh, why i spent all day away. customizing all the these fittings. are more robust and i actually have larger <clears throat> bolts bolting it to the triple tree which is why i was spending a lot of time Right, shaving and shaping and making spacers because I. But uh, you know, I mean, so everybody knows, Liza, you've got larger beefy. nuts than most guys. <laughs> <laughs> so she's able they're, to shave off shaved, a few though. pounds by shaving them. Yeah, they're right. hanging up on the bumper over there. Um, no, <laughs> e- even though it was forecast rain, it had moments of nice warm sun and moments of like tornado winds mm-hmm. and yep. moments of heavy dark clouds and pouring rain people still showed up today yeah and uh so we did have a lot of stuff going on we Mm -hmm. had more deals being made there's i know that emma was trying to do some electrical sorting and uh gary brought over the sv650 that emma and i are going to be working on and it's not so bad it's going to be our project yeah so there was stuff happening but it was nice to spend a day um I like just taking the time to meticulously kind of just get something honed down to just kind of fit perfect. You were hiding in that gri- in that little closet and, and, and all day. So I like sometimes away. when you just go into that kind of right. groove and, and spend a lot of time on some little thing. I clean my fork seals, one of them. Good job. <laughs> That's all I did. Cool story, bro. But yeah. you know what? <laughs> I want to get to last weekend. What? cat and dug it because i'm kind of really jealous now froze my tits off dude it was cold up there (laughs) (laughs) so you guys tell us what you did last weekend uh we went to the day one of cornering school with kanakaya up at the stockton little 99 cart track which was a lot of fun yeah our friends uh brian and julie who've been down here they're the ones who told us about this uh that his school where uh um, Brian showed us a picture of him dragging knee on his GS twelve hundred. Mm. Yeah, he tried to drag elbow on Julie's bike. He, <laughs> he was all about dragging oh, stuff. Man. <laughs> he was like grabbing the photographer, going, "Look, look, look! I'm gonna drag elbow in this turn. You gotta get a picture of it." Yeah. <laughs> Charlie, are you anywhere close to dragging an elbow yet? Oh, every all the time when I crash. <laughs> <laughs> I can Do drag helmet. I drag elbow in the dirt all the time. Yeah. Deanna, <laughs> have nice. you have you dragged an elbow yet? Uh, yeah, but I don't find it a little uh, not necessary <laughs> to do it. But it looks cool. It's, it's only weird. when there's a photographer. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have to like connect your body to your knee in like a weird way. And tell it, tell the how, tell the racer how to race. Yeah. Keep going. So yeah. So tell us about the school. How was it? Uh, 
it was fun. All right, thank you. Yeah. So um, <laughs> next, <laughs> uh, we it started at about nine a.m. So it's about two hours away. So Kat and I uh, went up the night before and got a hotel. That way we didn't have to rush up there at you know five oh, o'clock in the man. morning. Mm. That was so totally worth, it. worth the eighty that bucks to stay so in, in Mantica, which is about fifteen minutes away from the, the track. Um, we got there in the morning and uh, it was it was sunny, but it was freaking cold and oh, it wasn't man. even any, it was really any windy. Cold. And and then the the whole class was was in the shade. I'm just complaining now, but it was in the shade the whole time and there was like yeah. sun right ten there. feet away. <laughs> I would and I so, I just got up and walked into the sun and just stood there <laughs> yeah. and he asked us if we were okay and I was like, yeah, I'm fine now. <laughs> so what do you what do you, he he did this like 45 minute intro and I really <laughs> wish I just would have recorded that because it was amazing. It was hilarious mm-hmm. and uh, he's a really interesting guy. Just his background and everything and. Um, um, he told us about himself and the races he's won and and the uh, events he's competed in. Uh, so the he did that for about 45 minutes and then he said, "Everybody, just go to the track and just go around, do do whatever you normally do mm-hmm. without any kind of instruction or anything. I just got to see what." you do and what you're capable of and and all the mistakes you're making basically he did break uh, us up into groups he broke us up into four groups Wait, did um, he let you go at your own three, three pace or? yeah well there was no passing okay. um so you you'd go out in groups of like 10 maybe and just cruise around the track at a you know a he, regular pace he got our information about like how long we've been riding what types of bike we ride what how many miles a year we ride and he broke us up into like an a b and c group respectively as to just experience i guess um uh-huh. doug and i both ended up in the a group um and i feel like the grouping was pretty pretty well done yeah, actually it actually um, was pretty well done even without seeing us ride they were able to to distinctly mark us into the right groups is this because nice. you were on xr 650rs no <laughs> <laughs> clearly <laughs> probably they just knew we picked the right bike <laughs> no so, um, I- i'm curious what what other bikes were there because this is a go-kart track and i've been on it it's small there were it's a ton there were versus verse versus um there Versailles. were go- there was a Goldwing. no uh it was gold yeah it was a gold goldwing see that's a freaking land yacht that Most dude had more balls doing that class on that bike that yeah. I, I would I would never have done actually that. it was his second time because he failed <laughs> yeah he did <laughs> well quote unquote failed you can't really fail or pass the class it's just like you he walk away with what you walk experience. away he wanted to yeah. take it again because mm-hmm. which I mean his his bike <clears throat> had a mud flat he has a handicap <laughs> yeah he does but <laughs> no, there no, was no, there no, was no. everything <laughs> well yeah I mean on a tight course with with a land yacht he definitely had a handicap with that bike yeah that is a much harder class to take on a land yacht than a supermoto yeah i'm gonna say that flat out there were a couple other supermotos uh mostly sport bikes there was a nice mv agusta there mm-hmm. um yeah mostly sport bikes and a few harleys and you know and a douche and a douche cocky oh. <laughs> oh there's some harleys out there too yeah uh, yeah there was two. Oh man there was yeah there was uh there was a girl on a harley and she was doing the the breaking and she had the most excellent save of the day it was gnarly she ended up tossing around and during a hard breaking exercise putting her foot down and like like hyper javelin yeah. on her leg mm-hmm. and dude she saved it and everybody thought she was gonna eat shit hard mm. and she saved it and everybody wow. was like holy shit dude <laughs> She ended up taking some Tylenol and yeah, her leg didn't explode. I was with the say. She was limping pretty hard at the end of the day, but she but she got back on and did another few rounds of it. So that was rad. So what was the what was the first uh, part of the the day that he did? Was it was it lines? Um, No, that was uh, it was just in. So it was just the first lap. We or 
the, the first, first few laps session. we did, um, it was just to learn us as writers. Uh-huh. And then um, then we came back and he talked to us more about um, just cornering speed and like the the way that you want to carry speed through corners and when you want to break and what type of braking to use, like mm-hmm. front brake versus rear brake. And he's a firm believer in front brake pretty much only um, on track, I guess. And um, then we went back out and we're kind of testing out braking. And then he started introducing the lines, um, which I was just kind of staring blankly at because everybody explains lines <laughs> to me and I just, it doesn't. <coughs> Compute. They like say follow d- the line. There is no line. I there keep looking no for it. And he like he said, okay, imagine a line on the ground. And I have the worst imagination on the history of the planet. I cannot. If if somebody says imagine that there's a puppy there, I'm like there's not a dog there. <laughs> I can't. I can't make in my mind. I can't make something. So that was really you hard had a rough for me. Childhood. Didn't you? <laughs> I, just, I just can't lonely. do it. <laughs> but like uh, no, if I was lonely, I would have a great imagination, right? No, that, isn't that know. how that works? Okay, back to motorcycles. But, okay, um, he told us to picture the line on the ground as we're going through the corners, and um, I was struggling with that a lot until he actually jumped out on the track on his bike and was having us follow him through the lines. Yeah. And once I saw him taking the lines, I was like, light bulb moment. Oh, okay, I understand this now. So it was a lot easier for me to uh, compute lining and and mm-hmm. when to early apex when to late apex why you should do either one of those or when you should just normal standard apex so so you did eventually just understand that that's just the most efficient way to get through the track yeah. it's basically reducing it's was, reducing yeah. the radius of the of the turn exactly. that you take so that you can take it in a in a faster more efficient way mm-hmm. so it was uh, a lot easier to understand that after watching him because I was like hitting the bus stop I was apexing late no i was apexing early coming into the first one and then apexing late out of the second one and it yeah. was just sloppy by the time shit. you're trying to get out of there you're I all was, messed up i was just like oh god just yeah. get me out of here so it was it was really cool i mean he talked about lines he had a chalkboard and was going through yeah. every corner of the of that particular track and and you know my lines are shitty too yeah, uh, even though say, I've been what, riding what, for a long time. what did he think of your lines doug uh he said uh you're fast but your lines suck my friend <laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, He's so, fucking so hilarious. Just dude. having him explain it and draw it out, and then having following, he would f- cruise around the track and just get in front of somebody and tell me, you know, say follow me, and he'd tell you, he'd show you where to look, and uh, like what speed you should be approaching, and in the exact line for that corner to set up for the next two or three corners. And, and uh, was, it, it was yeah. like I said, like something clicked, and it was it was it was he good. Was really yeah. good at telling how fast you could go as well, like pushing you a little bit so that you were going through faster than you would on your own but <clears throat> not outside of yep. your skill set. So that was really nice. And watching him with like our group, I was feeling like a little bit pushed, but not to the point where I felt like I was going to lose it. Mm-hmm. And then every time he would go out with a different group, it would be a different speed and he'd tailor his speed to the person, not just the group. So there was pers- there was like a few people in the lower uh like the c groups that were faster like there was a kid on a rental bike and he was just going pretty fast for a c group he mm-hmm. probably could have been a b group but he was tailoring the speed to him instead of the group which was super cool to watch and so he was following you and you got a toe like you're following him 
then he was following you to check out what your lines were. Um, no, he was just watching, I think, in his mirrors. So oh, okay. he would come up behind you and watch you for, like, as he was coming up and then figure out, like, what was going on. I and, see. And he was, yeah. It was it was good. He he gave a lot of positive feedback and he gave, good. and he didn't let you, like, slide on your shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would also be, he wouldn't, uh, sugarcoat anything yeah but Which, he, but he really wasn't a dick that. about he it either dick he about just it. told you what yeah. you needed to hear and if yeah. you took it the wrong way then that's too bad on you but yeah you know nothing that came out of his mouth was ever offensive or you know he was ever. fucking hilarious though, <laughs> yeah, yeah the guy's a we riot we were in stitches <laughs> during the class because he's just like a no bullshit like super dry uh-huh. like angry humor which was is totally up my alley and oh man he was making fun of everybody that's that's equal equal uh, <laughs> yeah. equal bullying i guess yeah. is the way to, to do it it's just it's just fucking hilarious so dude. what did you guys what did you guys find was real but what was the big takeaways you had like the one or two things that really helped feel like like breakthroughs you had or what did you really get out of it uh, understanding uh cornering lines, uh, lines yeah. and apex so do you talk much about throttle control and you know how that affects suspension in the turn? Uh, that that's probably stuff? day two. Day two Th- there's yeah. three. There's three. Three different days to this course, and we just did the day one, and okay. it gets more complicated as you go. Mm. So, um, so this was mostly this lines. was mostly just lines and being comfortable on the bike and and braking. I wouldn't mind taking day one again though. That's the thing is like I feel like I could just keep getting mm-hmm. like more out of it every time. Um, I learned, yeah, it was the same thing for me as it was lines. That's what I really took away from it. That and, um, yeah, it just, it, it was lines and, and throttle in, it was, <laughs> I'm trying to think of how to word it. It's like, uh, engine braking and braking in sequence to brake in a more even fashion, I guess. Um, because I usually use engine braking or, Breaks because I can't think about two things at once. <laughs> it's kind of, it's, <laughs> it's it, like chewing gum and walking. It's, <laughs> it's too ca- complicated. <laughs> kind of an obvious question, but do you guys feel like like you're better writers now? I mean, obviously you are, but but or is it just more stuff to think about? Like, how do you assimilate? It I haven't I haven't written since that day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it was it was interesting uh, at the end of that um, at the end of that session after he was going over the lines for about forty five minutes. I started visualizing the roads that I ride up in the mountains. They're like, oh, this is just like that road, or just like that road. Now I can't wait to get back into, right. uh, you know, up Zayani and try and take this road a little better. It was, it was like things were coming together. So they had so mud, o- mud on the track. And yeah, the mud <laughs> on the track, some bulldozers and some yeah. some water <laughs> across the... And a Prius. <laughs> and a Prius, yeah. yeah. Well, from your feedback, you got me all <clears throat> stoked. I want to go sign up for it, and I'm dragging Jim along with yeah. me. Well, yeah, it's, it's totally it's, worth I'm it. I'm stoked on it, yeah. yeah. And I'd say when I'm out riding... Um, in the hills, my lines are probably the sloppiest thing. You have to focus so hard; it doesn't come natural naturally to me. Well, it's like it's a different context. So you're riding the streets. It's you it's also it's like learning to a anybody, different you know? language. But, well, this yeah. this course was on a track by right. a racing coach, but all of it is translatable to the street. Right. right. That's just on the street, though. Your survival instinct is so much more powerful. Delayed apex on some of the, exactly. the roads we go on, it takes big balls to lay, you know, delayed apex on you yeah. know, 9 he, or 35. Yeah, he covered or, that pretty in-depth, yeah, too. And like, he, what are you actually gaining versus what you could yeah. lose? Oh, that's yeah. cool. Okay. Yeah. So um, we actually were really uh, lucky to get an interview with him as well, and we will cut to that right now. 
Hey there, this is Douglas reporting for Motorcycles and Misfits at the Stockton Little 99 Kart Track. Uh, it's a beautiful sunny day. Kat and I decided to come up and take advantage of Ken's offer. I'm here with Kanakaya of the Superbike Coach Cornering mm -hmm. School. We're doing the Cornering School uh, day one. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Ken, where are you from? I'm uh, born and raised in Germany. I'm, I'm happy I could leave that country yeah. and get, <laughs> get over here. Uh, back in 2008, I'm uh, uh, ex-professional racer. Uh -huh. um, I heard you won a couple international races, huh? Yes, I did. I uh, uh, was holding lap records for for a while and uh, a couple of uh, pole positions on my belt. Excellent. Do, do you say under the belt or on the belt? Under the belt. Under yeah. the belt. Under yeah. my belt. Yeah. So I, I, even I still have to learn some some English stuff, you know. I think you're doing just fine. Uh, yeah, I think we're so. All I, able, I think we're all able to understand what you. I'm saying. <laughs> and whenever you do mess up, it's pretty funny. <laughs> okay. So. Uh, yeah, that was it. Was we're halfway through the day right now. We're having lunch. Uh, mm -hmm. It was a great first yeah, part of the day. I feel that like my riding is elevated already, just from this last session. Um, I've been riding for eight years, and my cornering yeah, is see, okay, uh, but my lines suck. Yeah, as you see, said. that's that's the that's the thing. You know, even uh, more experienced riders, um, they they have such a such a way to go actually mm -hmm. but they don't see it you know and right and i believe and that's actually the sad part that uh most of the time the ego is in the way you know and sure. uh, or just i mean yeah you got you got to have you got to admit you got to accept and be honest to yourself see something like that yeah yeah it sounds maybe like a pitch but it's not in the, in the end it's it's about you mm -hmm. you know and uh how much you could do better i mean yeah. If you if you if you have the chance to if I would have the chance back then to to learn from a professional, dude, I would sit on his back all sure. day long, you know. I'm totally an advocate for any any level rider taking professional. Absolutely, professional and, and 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 th this is kind of why I did this uh, cornering school program. Uh, it's, it's it's covering all types of riders, all types of motorcycles. So mm -hmm. the, the dynamics are all the same. Yeah. Right. I mean. I mean. What what other racers, the professional racers do, uh, is pretty much the same what you do on right. the street. They just do it more committed, uh, yeah, right. a lot more and in more detail. Yeah, they know their 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 basics so good, and and this is what this is about. You know, uh, so you can come here to this track, you go your own pace. Nobody's pushing you to something. Mm -hmm. you, what you're not used to, you you learn on your pace. Right. And, and at the same time, you, you you get the key to the Ferrari, but you learn this, the, all the stuff you need to survive on the on the street. Yeah, and we have bikes here from Goldwings to Supermotos. There's yeah. cruisers. There's uh, Isn't it MB fun? Augusta Isn't it over fun there. To see? There's GSs, big old BMWs. Yeah, Harley's here. Um, so really, everything that you are teaching yeah. does apply to any part of these bikes and on and off the track. Yeah, I mean they get uh, just look at a at a Goldwing, right? I mean mm -hmm. you are so restricted with the with the physics, right? I mean and less leaning ankle clearance yeah. and whatsoever. So r learning the right lines and and the entries that takes leaning ankle out by gaining speed, you exactly. know, and safety at the same time, or uh, the counter steering. I mean, if if you know how to handle counter steering and that that big wide leverage of it, which a Goldwing has, dude, you flick that bike around like like a Ninja 250. Yeah, in the end. I've seen him do it. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen him do it's it. Fun, it's quite fun a watching thing, this, right? But it takes a lot of discipline and it takes uh, lots of practice. It does, which yeah. is why you're here. This is why we. So here. tell us a little bit more in detail about this school. Who helps you run it, and how long have you been doing it, and 
what's what's the ultimate goal for you uh, as, as far as like a, a coach's point of view for your students? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm all what into what my students learn and uh, all over the years I'm doing this now it's, I mean it's always almost two decades I'm, I'm teaching including back back in Europe um, I, I, I learned myself so much about about the writers about the persons who are behind this that that it helps me to build better programs mm -hmm. it's, and and right now we are in one of those where I believe it, this is good but I'm still moving things around, so I, I still find ways, uh, you know, develop drills which we, which make things more clear, like the viewing technique, which we haven't been for now, but it comes it comes later in mm -hmm. this day, uh, where I believe that most writers have really problems with, you know. Yeah. But and 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 getting and all the senses I'm getting from the people uh, wrong ideas of what they need to learn. For example, uh, body positioning. That's a big. That's a big topic. A big subject, right? Yeah. So yeah, I, I see that. But people put too much into this, you know, that they don't see the the actual problems they actually have. Mm -hmm. And uh, in all the time now working with people, I, it, it helps me to develop stuff like this. You know, and uh, I'm I'm really happy with this right now. But yeah. I'm, I'm still, if I see something is is wrong and I can do things better, I'm moving it around. Yeah, and that's uh, great. since I'm in control of my own things, you know, I can I can do stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, I, I think you have a, a great approach. Um, so far, from what I've seen today, mm -hmm. a great approach, and it's it's a it's a course that I can really understand mm -hmm. and uh, take a lot away from. I already have. Yeah, and we're only halfway through the day. So. Yeah. I mean, uh, even I don't know if you know, but uh, the, the U.S. Air Force they uh, they took their their writers away from from uh, other schools because they don't believe in this anymore. It's not it's just not realistic enough. Right. You know, it's uh, I mean, yes, you can tell someone I can I, I teach you the corner on a parking lot around some cones. Yes, and it might feel okay, but is it realistic? No. Right. And uh, so when. When you do stuff like this here, and especially on a on a on a car on a, on a track like this, where repeating frequency is high, uh, then you become you got, come into the zone. You're riding it all the time. You hear me, my comments to your performances. You feel yourself all the time. That is a continuous learning frequency. Learning. How sure. you say it in that uh, and I wanted to, to comment on this last session that you took us out on. It was the third session of the day where you were actually out there with us on the track. Yeah. And that was uh, followed um, following a didactic sit-down session about apexing and, and cornering. Mm -hmm. And it made such more, much more sense mm -hmm. actually going out there and following you at mm -hmm. a slow pace, following your line, yeah. and watching your hand signals, showing us where to look and everything. Yeah. All that like really... It comes then together, it, right? It, it totally comes together. And I think that's a great approach. I'm happy that you felt that. Yeah. That's and good. And what I'm starting to do, I started doing it towards a, the end of the last session, was I started visualizing the roads that I ride on mm -hmm. in the mountains and above yeah. Santa Cruz. And I was like, this is just well, like that road. <laughs> and now, you know, now, now I'm like, I want to get back there yeah, right. and try these roads again with this different... I mean, well, I'm I'm looking forward to hear from you. You know, I'm I'm sending you back home, uh -huh. going on your favorite roads, on your favorite canyon road, and tell me later how it was. How how does it change? You know, but yeah. the um, the risk here is that you run in, 
to doing the same stupid stuff you did before. You know, you really gotta be committed, com committed to learn to to bring what you learned here yes. to that road. You know, really have a plan to do to work on that stuff. Otherwise, otherwise you just do the same shit. You know. Right. Very true. <laughs> So one last question, uh, yeah. if you, uh, to, for potential students out there, what is the one thing you wanted to get across to people about this, about this course specifically? Well, that's, I want to, I want to actually wake up their, their uh, awareness of that. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, that's super by coach, right? That, that kind of makes you think it's about racing or I'm teaching on, on a track makes you think about track riding or, or racing. So people don't identify that with themselves, with, them, with their riding. Mm -hmm. they, don't, they don't come, they, they stay like, away. Oh, that's they go, not how like, I oh, ride or too much. Yeah, my bike is not capable. Or. Yeah, or, or even uh, I have that sometimes, you know, with uh, less experienced riders, they, say, they, they go, well, this is too much for me, you know. Right. No, it's not, no. you know. There's, there's no reason to stay away from learning stuff the right way as soon as you can, you know. And, uh, yeah, again, that that every everything I'm teaching here, yeah, is the stuff I won international races with. Mm -hmm. But these are this is the stuff you need to stay alive it's on the street. That's life applications. But th that's what you do, you know. And, mm -hmm. and I train this so much with you, and I have all the drills like the trail breaking, the Uber counter steer, which nobody else does. Uh -huh to get around some, you know, obstacles on the street, you know, and there, there's no, there's no deer skill you can learn in other schools. There's no Prius, Prius driver awareness right. class, you know, <laughs> there should be. This is, this is the cornering. That's what you do. And your school is uh, day one, two and three of yeah. Superbike Coach. There's also a wheelie course here <laughs> yeah. you can take. Yeah, that's uh, like a fun. You, you guys should come to this one. Yeah, uh, so check out superbikecoach.com. That's superbikecoach.com. Check out uh, his structure. A lot of good information there. Mm -hmm. uh, really easy to sign up. And it's right in Stockton. So, I mean, it's it's, yeah, it's around the corner. Not, it's not too far. We, we, it was two hours from where we're at in Santa Cruz, but we just got a, a hotel room last night. And, yeah, nice breakfast. And was able to, you know, not have to get up at 5 a.m. to come up here. So, you might have to drive a little bit, but totally worth it. Uh, Canna, thank Thanks. you for your time. I'm at, we're Thanks, both Douglas. having a great time. So, thank you. Thank you. All right, so thank you very much, oh, Kanakaya. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> uh, very cool guy. Uh, recommend the course to anybody who wants to improve their riding, whether it be on the track or on the street. Uh, I had a blast, and I know you guys will too. And just all levels yeah. of riders, like everybody can stand to benefit from this class. There were kids there who had been riding not even like a few weeks that were taking the class, and and it was it was definitely. Uh, adjustable as far as right. skill level goes, you know, which is really the, nice. The thing for me that really made piqued my interest is when you said that there was a gold wing there, and I went, oh, so it's not just a bunch of like gearhead no. super yeah. bike sport bike assholes, assholes yeah. who want to like rip it up. It's people who just want to improve their riding. There were definitely some right. of those there, but it <laughs> and, and I hope. I mean, as long as there's people like that there, so I'm not the slowest. I'll what be did, good. What did this guy say uh, to you when he's asshole. all stop sticking your leg out? You're not on a dirt bike, and we're like, oh actually, my God. this guy <laughs> could not handle that. I was. I'd like I wasn't were you even going faster fast. than him. I, I was going a little bit faster than him. <laughs> <laughs> and he, could not, he couldn't fucking handle it, and oh, I came 
in yeah. and he's like, you're not riding a fucking dirt bike. Don't stick your leg out. It's a hazard to other riders. And I'm no, like, not. you're not supposed to be passing me. Like, why is it a hazard to you? And then right. he blows. So we get around and we're able to pass now in there's the chicane and there's a blow through on the chicane so you can pass people. Mm. And he came up from like, like a hundred feet behind me, like coming out of the really tight turn and tries to blow through me when I'm going through the chicane and comes out right on top of me and wow. almost causes yeah. me to crash. And what he a, just can't fucking yeah. handle that I was going, like, I wasn't even going faster than him. What's this guy's name? I was just, I don't even out. know. Dude-douche-cocky. <laughs> was he on a Ducati? Yes, he was. Ah! And he had Ducati leathers on, too. Oh, <laughs> you know, you know, matching leathers. You should have kicked him. <laughs> you should have kicked him. This is why <laughs> my leg is out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was, it, yeah, it was one of those experiences where I'm just looking at him and I'm like shaking my head and I have my hand out. I'm like, what are you trying to accomplish right now? Right. Like all you're showing me is that you're just like. So it, it's it's funny that he said this to you and not Doug, who was right. doing the same thing. Right. right. Yeah. God, what a pussy. He was big too. Yeah, uh, the yeah other, he was giant. The, the, the point is, Ducati guy aside, it was a positive experience for you. Yeah. It's stuff you both can take away. Yeah. It and was an awesome class, right. even with, even with like the awkwardness with that. It was like it didn't even last long because I went from being like frustrated with that, and then I just was like playing with Can on the track and and yeah. like going around and and having my own little moment of light bulbs on every corner. So <laughs> when I'm like, oh, that's how you do it. Oh, okay, that's how you do it. And then the next corner, it was the same thing. And it was like the first half of the class, I didn't really have that. But then the second half of the class, it was just light bulb after light bulb after light bulb. Mm -hmm. So any of our listeners in California do it? Yes. Okay. How much does it cost? The cornering school uh, is 140 uh, per person. L per Liza day. said they had free shrimp when she was telling me they that. <laughs> they got free shrimp, yeah. And they have in a bowl. Uh, corners day one, a day two, day and one, day, day two, three. and three. There's also a wheelie course, and there's a there's a couple other courses that he offers too. So check out superbikecoach.com, right. and you can click on uh, events and dates, and it'll show you everything that's coming up. Uh, at Stockton Little 99. The other really cool thing about this class is that they have a professional photographer there. He took th almost 3,000 photos that day, and they're wow. in about a week, they're yeah. available to everybody for download for no charge. Hmm. Uh, his name yeah. is Dean Lonsky, and he did a really good job. So if you want to see some of these photos, uh, hit Cat or I up, and we can we can show you some. I've got some up on my Facebook page. Yeah, totally. Um, and and we'll, we'll be sure to put some up on the recycle page too. If you do go, he has a tip jar. Tip the man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah tip him, or you'll never he's, hear the end of it. He's from, wasting from his time going out there, and it's valuable time. He's a good photographer. He he goes out and he takes hundreds of hundreds of billions of gajillions of pictures of you on your stupid bike. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> tip the man. <laughs> wow. Oh, I thought you were saying tip can. No, no, the photographer. The photographer's got a tip. Yeah, I might tip can too. Um, <laughs> thank you for you guys going out and doing that. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think a lot of us can benefit from going out there, and and I think it's funny. Um, at at first, when you know it came up, hey, we should go check out this school. A lot of people are like. Uh, it's all the way over in Stockton. And now you're like, hey, and it's only two hours away. Like, your attitude completely This is radio. Changed. I got to make it seem good, right? Yeah. <laughs> the saddest place on earth. Exactly. Well, hey, let's take it from the little track to the big track, why don't we? Mm. All right. Nice, nice segue there. Like Speaking of going fast. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that was next level, Liza. Good yeah. job. Thank you. Yes. Dion, when was the last time you were on a little track like the Stockton go-kart track? 
Oh, um, not too long ago, actually, about about two months ago. All right, so you still have some fun. Yeah, I go and teach and do everything out there. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. So uh, we have Dion Campbell with us now. Dion has been here before, and we've gone into the history of Dion. He is racing on the, is it the Moto America? Yeah, I'm on the Moto America circuit this year right. uh, for the second time. The 600. Yes, 600 Superstock. Uh, that's what our, for DC racing, that's our goal to become, um, bring home the 600 Superstock Championship. Uh, this time we're going to actually be able to attend, or we're trying to attend every race. So this is your sophomore effort, right? Yes. Um, second year in. Second year What did in. you learn last year that you're going to do different this year? Oof. There's a lot. There's <laughs> a lot. Um, there was there was a it was it was a really cool experience because we came from learning setups at each track, just learning the track in itself, and then last year I had my first experience in racing and riding in the rain. Uh, I did that at, mm. at in Virginia. Can you quickly do you remember all the tracks you rode last year? Yeah, actually. What, uh, what'd you do? Started off at Atlanta and then I unfortunately missed the first new jersey round then i went to virginia uh wisconsin alabama utah uh laguna and then ended with new jersey so wow. we, we we did a lot of a lot of traveling last year and then this year it's going to be even bigger because they added two more rounds so they added sonoma which is great cool. it's local it's a spot man nice and then um they added pennsylvania so it it that's a new track for everybody, but um, from the budget, we're not going to be able to go test like everybody else, but we'll be up in there and um, trying to learn and basically put on a good show. All right, so last year was your first year. This year, you're going out there. So as I said, what what did you learn? What What's going to make your life easier this year? Is it just like learning the ropes of the system, how it works, or are we talking technique on the track? Um. Well... From last year, it was learning the ropes from the system, like what we have to do, how everything's laid out. Uh, that was completely new for us. On top of suspension setup, gear setup, just uh, setting up everything, because I moved actually from Pirelli's in my amateur races to Dunlops, which is a completely different tire mm -hmm. with compounds and everything else. So we did a lot of learning through that as well trying to figure out how to ride it mm -hmm. to make it better because there's certain ways you ride each tire um there was uh just basically learning where the track goes knowing at virginia you have to go right at the end of the straightaway versus not knowing anything it's just there's a, there was a lot of learning and we came out with really good results to the point we got um, noticed by Chuck Graves. Mm -hmm. So he started helping us out with like hard parts, accessories while we're there at the track, anything we needed. Um, that's awesome. He'd be right there. So that's we, that's one of the biggest names in racing. Right. Yeah. So Chuck 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 and um, Chuck and his crews helped out uh, a lot. He he he, necessarily, he won't give you the answers necessarily. Mm -hmm. But for like setup, you have 20 different options one way or the other. And if we're pointing the wrong way, he'll tell you turn the other way and go that direction. Yeah. So, yeah, because um, he's racing too, right? Or his team's yeah, out there. Yeah. So, so they, we have 600 Super Stock and Super Sport. His, right. his riders are in Super Sport, but we're in the same race. Right. So they combined them and 
can't give all your secrets away that's and have right. someone that's racing right. with them. <laughs> so let's go refresh. What are you riding? So, um, and is it the same bike you rode last year? Same bike as I rode last year, but it's it's pretty far out. Well, in racing aspect, it is. It's mm-hmm. a 2010, um, no, 2011 R6. So uh, it's all the same. We're just basically trying to stock up on parts and going out and racing everybody on their new 2017 R6, which. Mm-hmm. God, those look gorgeous, but yeah. So, did you do you feel that you got it pretty dialed in from all the races last year? Yeah, uh, that's one of the major things is we take notes on all of our setups. So each track we're gonna be able to have a setup, and now that we aren't out there playing games on trying to figure out the setup, I'll be able to set the bike, get on it, and ride. And our setup definitely helped out last year so we were able to get down to the fast times so now that i don't have to go play around i can just go out and race and qualify better so now i'm not starting in the back so dion can i go back to the tires because to go from like a change from pirelli's to dunlops was that like a sponsorship thing or did somebody say look if you want to be competitive you just got to get away from the pirelli's and go towards the dunlops um actually so Amateurs was AFM, and I was sponsored by Pirelli. I was sponsored by Pirelli on that, but uh, Dunlop, basically, they own, they, they're the main tire sponsor for uh, Moto America, so you have mm, to run Dunlops. Right. It's a spec tire. Okay. And they also have spec fuel, so we went from, um, like, VP fuel, and then we were, go to Sunoco. So spec tires okay. uh, had to make the change over, so we didn't really have a choice. How's the uh, lack of actual track time going to affect you, or or do you feel like you have enough data to uh, just make the most of what you're going to get out there as far as track time? Um, track time is, it, it was very small, mm-hmm. it very very small. We only had like two 45 minute sessions, and everyone thinks oh 45 minutes is a pretty long time, but right. if you come in and you you because you have pit limiters, so you can't just rip down the hot pit lane. So if you're taking three minutes to get down to your pit, mm-hmm. five minutes to make any changes, or if you're making a change in tires, you have to change the tires out and everything. It starts wasting time, and it just it adds eats, up. It eats away from your actual riding time. Mm-hmm. So um, based on everything, we, we, we help. We were able to develop my setup really fast and put down the time. So cool. now that we can go out with a base setting, we're going to be more focused on fine-tuning everything to go push that speed faster. Okay, yeah, so aside from the actual track time deficit, you already have more than just a baseline, right? Like, you, you, you've already got your baseline set, so now you're just fine-tuning it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm at the point of fine-tuning. There's a couple tracks like Barber mm-hmm. um, in Alabama that we kind of went the wrong way on the race so yeah. we have to kind of re- reverse the clock on that and yeah. try to move around but there's other tracks that we did really well and we're going to be able to basically fine tune and go for the win cool let's play a little game a hypothetical question for you let's say uh the recycle garage comes in as a sponsor and we've got a hundred thousand to throw your way <laughs> what, oh, do you, wow. what do you half, half what do you use it for <laughs> Um, oof. So, 100,000 um, would be... Two races, what? <laughs> no, 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 actually, um, $100,000 would be basically the face of my team. So, 
Um, it would be Recycle Garage DCR Racing, right? Right mm-hmm. on. Then you, your colors, your everything is going to be right there. Um, anybody wants to come out, you'll have VIP passes to come into the races well, and everything what, else. What would you spend the money on to improve your track time? How does that money? Oh well, make you a faster racer. What are you going to spend it on? Oh, all that money that just gets us to the races and expenses on tires because we're tires are expensive fuels expensive travel time um getting because not only we fly the team out so my crew chief we also have to get the bikes there so we have to have someone drive out there so we have we have a lot of expenses just to get the team to run yeah right because you i mean you're all over the country yeah and for anybody who travels Traveling, just traveling is expensive. There's so many little things that you don't think about right. until you're on the road and you know, oh, I need this. Exactly, need that. and you're talking with a whole team and bikes yeah. and it, yeah, yeah. So, how many different cities, different venues, are you going to be traveling to in 2017? Like Ten at least. Uh, yeah, 2017 we're going to be going to nine officially because I'm not I'm going to be missing Coda, which is Texas, mm-hmm. um, but I will be going to nine different uh, locations, and it, it's it gets expensive. A lot of our races are on the East Coast, and just going to New Jersey just off tolls, you're paying over three hundred dollars off of highway tolls that's there no there's no freeways it's uh see yeah. it's funny when i said ways. you know i thought thousand that was a lot i thought you'd say like i'd buy like five bikes oh, and get them yeah. all set up <laughs> no. it's like you're like i'd buy a couple tires and, and some plane tickets no, no, <laughs> it's no, like, no what like what kind of budget are you talking just on tires alone so it's normally eighteen hundred dollars uh per weekend just for tires <laughs> and, and then you're looking around Two hundred and fifty. Say that again. Eighteen hundred dollars. Okay. Yeah. Per so weekend. and that's just for tires. So that's not including the fuel, which runs you around three hundred dollars. Well, that, just that's for like fuel. two or three sets of tires, right? Right. Um, yeah, that's three fronts, four rears. And you're running what? Probably one or two sets a day. Yeah. Yeah. Just, it, it, it's because you have warm up. Uh, you have the first practice, which is forty five minutes, and when you put down hard hard laps the tires just go away yeah. Yeah. um so you have two practices didn't you learn anything from cold trickle no so <laughs> i mean do you anyone days of thunder yeah, i know days of thunder i love days of thunder <laughs> it's, 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 it's his favorite it's movie. my favorite movie but do you realize ever. what he just said yeah annual budget for tires is over 15 grand yeah because mm. you're running yep. nine venues 1800 bucks Per weekend, so per venue. Plus, we can throw in a bit of practice. So yeah, it's probably closer to twenty grand on tires. Yeah, we're just on tires. Yeah, and dear God. And that's not including because when we go to races, we have to show up and be set up on Wednesday. Then we have um, riders' meetings, press conferences, stuff like that. Thursday, Friday's practice, Saturday, Sunday's races, but. Not only just being there, we also have to pay for hotel fees, which run between 150 to 200 dollars for five days straight. So you can't just camp anywhere. Yeah, you gotta get it, hotels. Yeah. It's, well, actually, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah tell we us. We stayed. Um, we went direct from Wisconsin to um, Alabama, and we landed up uh, hanging out at 
Bass Pro Shop for three days straight. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and so we sat there and we waited with that. Um, the part he doesn't put in is it's a thousand dollars in gas. Yeah. To right. and from the races. Sure. And mm. we don't. We don't. Uh, stay in hotels. We Iron Man it. So yeah. we bounce. We leave here on um, Monday, mm-hmm. and we we Iron Man it out. So it's nonstop, forty hours of driving, straight to the track, and then him and Sage will fly in, and then um, his other his other um, the guy that helps us out is Uncle Pete. He drives with us. So we shove everybody in the car, and we did it all in the pickup truck. Yeah. So Jeez. you're in the trenches. You're, you're doing it. Yeah. So yeah. You're a road dog. Hot, that's hot. No, cool. somebody, told me, somebody told me, they go, God, you get so many vacations, really. Yeah. 40 hours of driving, work my butt off all weekend long, <laughs> then 40 hours of driving back so I can pick my daughter up on Tuesday yeah. from school. Where's my vacation? Right, right. <laughs> well, you obviously must have some big sponsors to help pay for everything, right? Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, how, how, how does this get paid for? Um, honestly, I get, I get donations, like um, Recycle Garage helped out, mm-hmm. pitched in. Um, Apex uh, Paint. He helped out a little bit. Uh, a couple of my friends, Jenny, and um, most of most of my like I got a little bit of help from Bay Riders from Barf, mm-hmm. as everybody knows them by. Um, they helped me out, but most of my stuff comes from working. Honestly, I, I work full time plus try to market and try to get sponsors. Um, we had we had one sponsor that was really into our program, and then. Um, told us don't worry about it. Uh, we have you covered. We're gonna be we're gonna be set for this next year. Actually, ten years. Um, we had a big big thing drawn out, and um, he said don't worry about it. Don't mark it. You you'll be fine. Just start concentrating on training and get ready for this year. So I said okay, and we we started focusing on training and getting ready. And they kind of went MIA for a while, and then uh, turns out right after my surgery that uh they had to pull out mm-hmm. so man i'm back to square one and still having to work and still having to do everything plus now everyone's marketing budget has been established now i'm kind of like way behind the eight ball so when i'm talking to everybody they're like oh well we're already we already have our marketing money out to everybody. So, so this mm-hmm. is what everyone has to go through to get right. to that point to attract the sponsors to pay for stuff so you can devote more time to training and track time to become a better writer. It's Yeah, it, it's it's a it, cruel it's a, circle, but it's a full it's a full-time job just trying to be yeah. in the pro level. But you're totally committed. You're in it. You understand oh. it. You're you're doing it. Oh, You're yeah. gonna do it. So, um, Dion, can I just get away fr- from the money just for a minute yeah. and talk about your surgery? Because what people can't see, you've got this amazing contraption on your leg, which is like a degree disc. And so, where you at? It's like a protractor. Yeah, it is. It's it's an amazing thing. It yeah. looks like a mathematical device. So, where are you at, and what's it do? Well, so, what and what happened? Yes. 
Okay. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's take start with what happened. Take your time. And, and this let's is see. Uh, but I don't know. The way he's squirming, I'm thinking that his sister beat him up. Oh. oh. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> it's either that or, or cats grabbing him on the couch. One or the other. <laughs> I try. I try. <laughs> but um, so, as everyone knows, I'm a racer. I don't play other sports. But um, when my sister came up to me about a year ago, she wanted to become WNBA and play basketball. Mm-hmm. So I was like, uh, I told her I would help her with her training, and my dad said she wanted he was going to help her with her training. So we're all we're we we're a family, so we're 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 really close. So when she made the decision that she wanted to do this, that um, we started putting tons of time into helping her with the basketball on mm-hmm. top of my racing so um we're actually at the gym we worked out like three hours in the gym working on explosive uh power just muscle uh, endurance with legs and everything so after three hours of working on legs we decided to go do some shooting in the local gym mm-hmm. um this guy's like hey you guys want to play a pickup game so i was like sure why not and so we're we're playing. Uh, my sister and I were on the same team, and I was, uh, I was get. She was doing some shots. She was Wait, making them. Isabella, are you better basketball player than Dion is? Um. I'm better at him of some stuff that he's, <laughs> he's better with other things. So what you can't okay. see right now is her her face just lit up. <laughs> <laughs> She's trying to be humble over there. You didn't right. want to say yes yeah. completely. All right. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're 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 shooting around and I and I she was shooting she was making good shots pull ups and um, so. I went to go drive in the. I uh, went to go drive it in to do a layup, and a really big guy <laughs> came up to defend me. But he didn't know really how to defend. So when I jumped in the air, he hit me with the stomach. So I started rotating. I landed, and because oh, the because when the inertia, I landed on one leg. I just kept spinning. My leg planted, and it buckled under me like a cheap Ooh, lawn chair, ouch. and it was. <laughs> It, yeah, it, three major pops in like Ugh. a fraction of a second, and it hurt. Ugh. And I still, I still, I made the basket for one. But did you make the free throw? No, I didn't <laughs> try the free throw. But but did you cry? No, I didn't. Okay. I actually ran it off. I still no. ran it off. It wow. it hurt. It uh. hurt. Still ran it off. Mm. But um, so my dad he does uh, personal training and um. He's going to become a rehab specialist. So he grabs my leg and he tries to check if my ACL is torn or anything. And I didn't really have any movement. Um, so we, we landed up going through three other doctors. And they all said, oh, no, no ACL problems. And then the last doctor said, hey, how about we throw you into a MRI machine and just double check. So... I went in an hour later. I get a phone call saying, "Hey, you got ACL uh, torn ACL and meniscus problems." Bill, oh, were you man. suspecting this at all, or was he kind of downplaying the injury? No, he, he. When I checked him for his knee, when I checked his knee, it had no movement. Okay. And so I said, "Okay, you know, I don't like the way it's swelling. We should just go to emergency." So we went to emergency. 
and the lady did, you know, she did the same test I did, then she did the Lockman, where she grabs mm-hmm. the themer and tries side to side, and it didn't move. Hmm. And I'm like, okay, good. And my first thought's good. Oh, we don't need an ACL tear. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, like we said, two other doctors checked him out. They did an x-ray, no fractures, no nothing. And then, you know... He's built like a brick turd house. <laughs> so <laughs> I sat there and I said, all right, you know, we're good. Maybe just a little sprain, just sore, twisted it. Um, they threw him in the MRI machine and we're on the way home and we get a phone call. It's torn. You know, you need to do practice. You need to go do surgery. Okay, we're like, okay, let's get us into surgery now. Oh, no, you got to wait. What do you mean you got to wait? <laughs> So we actually started his rehab back in December. Started doing the rehab mm-hmm. and stuff, and his leg, his knee was fine. You know, he he went out dirt bike riding on it just before. Actually, the day before we had surgery, he was out doing the motocross track. Wow! And people are like, I can't believe, you know, your knee doesn't bother you. Right. And we just did it because a the doctor is saying that. Yeah, meniscus tears, and I know that, you know, I don't want to go bone to bone and have to have him get a new knee. Mm-hmm. So I just said, yeah, let's just get the surgery done, and we'll just rehab you. So but this is all during the off-season. So you're, you're going to – when is your first race? Uh, April – April 20 uh, – I believe April 19th, so okay. the 22nd and 23rd are the actual How's, races. So How's, will you still have to wear the protractor over your leathers? <laughs> no. Will you be done with it by then? <laughs> no, it'll be done by then. Um, so yeah. I'm supposed to wear this with no weight bearing for six weeks after, which I had the surgery, which when we went in, we found out it was a total disaster, mm-hmm. just more than the ACL. But – no weight bearing for six weeks and then after that it's basically rehabbing and making it as strong as possible before my race so i'll be there i'll be racing for sure and it's basically how how fast i can recover myself are, are you fit enough to where like this isn't going to affect your cardio at all because i i mean do you do cardio as far as uh, uh training off season or, or yeah I, you I do a lot of a lot of cardio i even even in my normal r- workout routines mm-hmm where most people go in and they put weight on and then they do like sets of 10, three sets of 10. I'm doing more of a a muscle endurance where I do four sets of 40 or four four sets of 50, depending on what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Um, It just, I I always train myself to be muscle endurance. I'm doing 23 laps versus like amateurs at uh, six laps. Right. So um, I always overtrain myself. So when I do get on the bike and I'm out there racing, I don't become fatigued and like struggling to race. Yeah. So I, I've seen videos of you working out. You work out like a mofo, man. It's like <laughs> well, you, you you are so modest and downplay it. But I've seen some videos of you working out, and it's hard. Here's hard, the thing dude. that most people don't realize: is motorcycle racing is a fucking sport. Like you need some world class training to to endure 25, 26 laps. You well, know? Yeah. I would like to point something out too. Um, you know, you get a kid who says, hey, I want to be a professional racer, and the parents go, all right, let's do this. Mm-hmm. And then you get the next kid who's like, I want to be a professional basketball player. The I just want to dance. Like, all right, <laughs> let's do this. Now, I'm like, first of all, you have to have the drive, the skill, and the will, and it sounds like these kids do, but then to have the family that's willing to 
give that support. Pretty mm-hmm. damn sweet. Is right. pretty you lucky cool. kid. You lucky kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and since Bill and Rose are here, you, I'm sure you guys know that, but it's just to hear you guys say that and it's not just a one off with the one kid you're you got the second kid you're you're setting her up for great things too yeah it's pretty cool her first love is dirt bikes loves dirt bikes but she can't race the dirt bike because of her me my ex-wife she won't let her ride it mm-hmm. so she gets to ride dirt bikes but she can't race them so she wanted to play basketball so we we support her 100% so the things that people Dion doesn't talk about, fifty hours a week, comes home, does marketing, trains for two hours, and that's his day. Mm-hmm. And his his training is a high intensity muscle endurance with cardiovascular. And on top of that, he's running elevation masks. So he's basically breathing mm. through a straw on workouts that we've given other guys that do they do motocross or hair scrambles and stuff, and they almost pass out wow. without an elevation mask. And I'm like, okay. So I'm I'm notching down their training and helping them out, and because you know I don't want somebody passing out. It's not good for you know public relations. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know I'm sitting there and I and they get people get mad because they're like, well Dion's working like a, you know he's working like a you know. A donkey right. over here hard, and I, I'm, and it, it's intimidating. So I have to train people away from him because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they feel like they're, you know, they're just not. Oh, I can't do it and stuff. Right. So that's the things he doesn't say. And like you said earlier, a hundred thousand, a hundred thousand would buy him a new bike, a couple sets of body work, um, basically all the spares we need. Chuck Graves already said that he was going to help us out. Um, with dips, with discounts on parts and stuff, so it'd be a new bike. The bike seat, the bike, it's night and day difference. The yep. new R6 yep. compared to the old one. Yeah. Mm. People say there's not a lot of changes, but new forks, new brakes, and the electronics package. The engine's a little bit different, and it has the different swing arm on it. Yeah. So they've already they just now hit. With the new bike, the lap times that Dion already does at Thunder Hill on the old bike. Wow. And so Dion does a 48, like a 48.2 at Thunder Hill. And they don't see, he's done it on two different sets of tires. So he's done it on Pirelli's and on Dunlops. And the other part that he didn't talk about is that he still stuck to his contract last year. You know, so on top of doing Moto America on Dunlops... He came back and jumped on another bike with Pirelli's and raced AFM mm-hmm. and then took back off and went and raced the national level. So now, on top of showing up to a track, oh, it goes north. And <laughs> <laughs> never seen the track before. He's now learning the track, learning what, okay, now he every time he comes in, he never rode the same setup twice because he can't, okay, the bike's doing this, this, and this. We're making changes. Mm-hmm changing tires i mean it was it was never the same bike twice and he was going faster and faster and faster every lap so well are you changing things like suspension and things like that or yeah you you change a lot from 
depending on the track, there's if you have a lot of elevation changes, you have to stiffen up the suspension to um, to acquire the really hard geeing out positions. Or if you're on a flat track, you could you could uh, soften it up to absorb the bumps. And it's just there's a lot yeah. of things from gear ratios because if you're overshifting, you're overactive on the bike, and the mm-hmm. bike's all over the place. Um, if you're off on and then you got swing arm angles, or uh, like swing arm length, which also changes the swing arm angle, which also changes how m- how much pressure is put on the suspension. So that will change your uh, rear shock spring tension, which will change the, how the bike pumps or if it slides. Or right. there's just so much that goes into it. And if it wasn't for my dad or my godfather Sage, um, just putting in so much effort that yeah. there was no way I was going to get this season over with. It, it was it was a lot, a lot of work. So, so you could talk to your crew people because, hey, my bike's pumping in this corner. I'm getting chatter in this turn. Uh, they'll just make the changes for you. Or, or can you, like, convey what you need, actually, like, oh, I need more rebound. I need more compression or more. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm to the point where we can talk about what I need for – like we need to add air pressure because if you add air pressure in the rear tire it can um it actually stiffens up the rear spring Mm -hmm. and it does a lot of things so i can i can relay hey we need to do this because this is happening and then we could kind of bounce ideas off of each other about what if the suspension's doing this because of this and we we i'm at the point where i can set up a bike and kind of bounce ideas with the technicians. Yeah, so it's like it's just like you get you're having a conversation with a motorcycle you as a team basically. This is what Mike's bike's doing. This is what it's telling me what I need to do, and you're kind of going back and forth yeah. with it. Yeah. yeah. Did you have any crashes last year? Yeah, actually I did. So um, first round, or the first crash I had was Barber. Um, oh no! I actually had a rough, rough <laughs> beginning of uh, my 2016 season, um, Atlanta. So I sh- I showed up first time on the first time um, back on the Dunlops, and I came from Pirelli's, and our suspension setup was completely wrong. So mm. I was coming into turns, the the um, air pressure was too low. So I get on the brakes and I turn it in with the tire squatting and then as soon as i lean it over it would snap back and just tuck the front so i landed up going down two times that weekend it was a rough weekend and then um we we started working on suspensions Uh, we 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 were working on it but then we kind of started getting help from our from chuck because even though it was a rough weekend we missed our first practice I was still fastest in my group uh, after learning the track in 12 laps. Hmm. So Chuck's nice. like, "Hey, who are you?" and <laughs> yeah. type of thing. <laughs> so um, we came over, we started talking, and then um, we started actually getting help. So when we went to Virginia, um, things started going in the right direction. So no, we didn't have any problems until Alabama, because we're again we're learning setup, and I landed up in the front second race um, on the last turn I kind of I'm really strong so when I transferred the bike from one side to the other I used my legs really hard and I basically picked the bike up off the ground and slammed it on the other side and yeah it, the, the setup didn't really have that stiction that I needed yeah. so 
it tucked the front. I landed up picking up the bike and finishing the race. And then, uh, not necessarily a crash, but I got taken out at, um, uh, we all know what happens to people who take you out. Yeah. So at Laguna, I got robbed. Oh my God. Yeah. It was, it was, it was upsetting. Yeah. I was, I was mad. I was really mad, but it was a race incident. I couldn't. You'll be back at Laguna this year though, right? Oh yes. Yeah. We're looking forward to that. It's going to be a lot of fun. So what? Which one of the tracks are you fastest on? What's your favorite track? Um, national course or local course? National. 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 Okay. Um, there's a lot of. There's actually a lot of fun tracks actually. So there was Virginia. I was really fast at that track. It was. It's really flowing. You connect the dots really well mm-hmm. there. Um, Utah was pretty fun. Uh, it, it took me a little bit to learn uh, the attitudes on how to attack them. But um, as soon as I got uh, got those chicanes down, I was able to drop the times. Um, Liz, were you asking favorite track or fastest track? Well, both. I assume <laughs> I assume it's going to be the same. Yeah, uh, I have to say my favorite would either be Virginia or Barber. Mm-hmm. Barber, even though I didn't have the best results at Barber, um, the track was amazing. It. it it literally looked like someone put the track out on a golf course. It had art everywhere. The oh, wow. the, the facility in itself was just amazing. Um, See, it's interesting to get this perspective because I think fans choose their favorite track by how close the Budweiser cart right. is to the grandstands, <laughs> you know? So it's nice to hear from the rider's perspective yeah, it, it, what the track is like. It was really cool because Barber had a lot of elevation changes where you got a lot of blind entries, blind turns, up and down a lot of wide open sections and then a lot of slow section there there was a mixture of everything and it was really cool so are you better at left or right turns uh i'm equal on both i i I practice uh, for my career i did flat tracking but not only on the left side i did a lot of tt racing so Mm -hmm. i'm actually really fast to the right as well so he's an ambi turner (laughs) (laughs) here's a question for you dion um you know most sport bikes, including R6s, when you ride them on the street, the tire pressures, it's kind of 36 in the front, 42 in the rear. I mean, all sport bikes have got those tire pressures. What kind of pressures are you running on the track? I know it's going to vary, but what do you start with um, for a fast track? It, it, we normally run like 33 front, uh, 24. 24, 20, wow. between 24 to 26 rear. You wow. like that back really? squirming, don't you? It, it's not necessarily squirming. It's trying to get that contact. When you when you have a rock, like a hard tire, instead of it getting, instead of it flattening out right. and putting more contact to the ground, it'll be more of like a bowling ball effect. It'll kind of okay. set on and just spin hmm. versus squatting and driving. Yeah. And then it also, with really hard pressures, you'll actually add spring pressure mm-hmm. and everything else so there's there's a it, like you said it always varies but it just depends on but where that's, you're a, that's your starting point yeah, yeah. okay but i mean uh, are you doing it to reach optimal tire temperature is that what it largely is i mean uh, air pressure aside you want those things running at x temperature right or is that just different different tires or different setups um yeah you want them at a certain temp and a certain um and a certain air pressure there's yeah. there's there's a time where 
it gets so hard, or it gets to a to a number, and then it'll start spinning, and yeah, then yeah. and then it'll fade off faster because you're spinning it versus right. driving. All right, I got another hypothetical question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Money is not an issue. Uh, pick your track. Pick your bike. What bike, if you could choose any bike in the world to get the fastest lap at your favorite track, what bike do you choose? If I'm out, if I'm just trying to go set lap records yes. again, yes, again, again, Thunder Hill. <laughs> <laughs> it would have to be Thunder Hill. Okay. And I could try to set overall lap record on. Well, because uh, you just set pretty good lap records at it. Um, What's the sweetest ride out there right now? Uh, I'm just a little bit more comfortable on Thunder Hill. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I want to go reset my sex. Uh, no, I want to go reset my sex under lap record at Thunder Hill. I want to try to get it lower. I know I can because when I did set it, I was kind of checking up for some people in the race. Dude, any bike in the world. Any bike. I know. But then, <laughs> any bike. Come on. What about the your favorite MotoGP track? Which one? The one you like on your game. Oh, Bruno? Well, I mean, you can do Thunder Hill, but what's... I mean, you could take any bike. You could take Rossi's bike if you want. Any bike in the world. Ooh. The Britain H2R. Which the bike Britain. do you choose for to set that lap record? Azuma. Just kidding. No. Totally do it on Azuma and have the lap record on Azuma. That would be pretty it, it cool. It would still be a record. Yeah. Azuma <laughs> lap record. No, Three um, minutes. That would be awesome. But, no. Um, I don't know. If, it, if I could get... Any bike, I'd probably get, try their Moto GP bikes or their Moto Two bikes because they just look so sweet. What brand? Um, oh, I'm not picking on brands. If you give me a Moto GP <laughs> bike, it can be anything. Yeah, doesn't but, really matter. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a GP bike, so right. So, all right, so we're, you're getting a Zuma because you couldn't commit. Just so <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, all right, you're you're here because you've been sending out emails and, and posts. You need to raise money for this season. Yes, I do. What's your goal to raise? Well, um, the overall goal is to reach 100000 and that's to include uh, just a, a, basically an upgrade, my bike, to at least match with people because, the, the, like my dad said, the new, the new bikes are really, really good. So... Um, I've already I've always been kind of on the lower end of the um the spectrum on like technology versus everybody else but with this new stuff coming out it's going to make it a lot harder so all my racing is going to be like climbing a cliff trying to race everybody on the new stuff so 100,000 for everything um but we're just trying to make it through the season and get to all the races and that's where it's going to that's what the hundred thousand is going to do. It's going to be a new bike, which is going to cost us roughly thirty thousand dollars just to get a new bike and build, because there's a little bit more than just uh, bodywork type of thing. So, mm -hmm. um, and then going to the races, there's there's a lot of traveling. Like we said, it's it's an expensive sport from traveling, uh, food, 
just getting there, it's going to be very, very expensive. And so to raise this money, I heard a rumor. Is it true that you're standing out on a street corner in a monkey suit dancing to an <laughs> organ with so, a hat out? Sells is, monkey that, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I'm a street performer. No. How, how do people, how are, how are you collecting this money? Um, well, I have a few things. I got a GoFundMe account and... Um, I'm still marketing as well, so I'm still contacting businesses. My GoFundMe account is under Dion Campbell Racing, and because um, Moto America 600 Superstock is the title, so if you go to GoFundMe, Dion Campbell or uh, Moto America. So if somebody is looking for a new their new favorite racer, somebody who's this up and coming fast kid that they want to follow the career and possibly help you out in achieving this because i'll say just from knowing you the time we have and seeing the support you have and the work ethic you have you've got it you've got what it takes yeah what's left is you need the support of community yeah to help make it happen so so people go to uh you could go to my um, race page on uh, Facebook. It's just Dion Campbell Racing, and it has all the links to, like, my... Um, Get stats and yeah, stuff like it, that. It has stats. It has my link to GoFundMe. Um, it has my link to my Twitter and my Instagram. I have everything linked together. So you can see, and you can follow the journey and, um, and just check it out and basically be a part of the team. Just... Everyone that um, donates also gets like signed uh, signed posters, and then any donations uh, up to a certain amount would get t- uh, team T-shirt with like DCR and. What kind of amounts are we talking? What? Um, you you got listeners listening right now. How much money are you asking for people to give? We're 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 trying to any anything helps honestly i can't i can't i don't want to be you need to work on this yes I'm, I'm, <laughs> okay yeah. uh, as no, much I'm gonna, as I'm, you can afford to spend yeah i'm going to make this kind of clear Dion. i mean some of our listeners are pretty broke i mean i've yeah. been pretty broke in the past and there might be a threshold that they're embarrassed that they've got so little to give so they yeah. don't give you anything so what's the, the let's start with what would be the minimum that it's that somebody could send you i mean if 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 somebody had 10 bucks to give yeah 10 bucks is accepted and you get a and you get a um poster and oh there you go yeah right. and, and and so it like i said i don't i don't want to say that there's a minimum or a maximum on anything but um any support anything helps out a lot and i'm not if it, if it buys a lunch at the diner on the way to your races, basically, it's yeah, it's, it helps. One less out. lunch you got to buy, right. yeah. Well, something I think is cool too, and we've experienced this when we've gone to the races. People who are racing at your level are a lot more accessible. And I'm thinking if people are going to these races, a lot of times you get those pit passes and you can walk the pits. Yeah. And they can come up to you and say, hey, I, right. I help contribute. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and you, they're always welcome. And actually, um, even though we don't really try to go for like we don't try to make a minimum but we are doing a thing where we are going to have a dedicated day so for anybody that the for the three highest uh donators we're gonna have um we're gonna have a dedicated day big shout outs to them on where do i stand right now 
<laughs> Am I in the top three still? Yes, you're in top three so far. <laughs> still top three. Wait, I want to know how I'm going to do, do one dollar more. <laughs> you guys get a Dion Campbell scented candle. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, smell like two stroke. And then um, on top of that, we're actually going to do the biggest donation. Um, the biggest donation. Um, we're going to give them. Um, Basically, anywhere they want, any track they want to attend or they can come up to. So if you guys are local, you can come out to the, like, Sonoma or Laguna, and you'll be able to get a VIP pass to walk the paddock. Sweet. And um, check everything out. So we're, we're, we have a couple plans on basically the reward system. I don't I'm – not, I'm not – You really need to work at this. However yeah. – let me help you out. I don't know what your rewards are. I don't care because I feel like I've picked my pony. I like, I, I just like you. I love your work ethic, and I've seen you know you ride. You you ride. Yeah, he's a he's a cool you ride. Cat. I mean, he's a real deal. So I'm like, I pick my pony. I'm putting my money down on this one, mm-hmm. and I I love. I personally just feel the reward is just helping a kid <laughs> achieve greater things she just wants to be able to say like when you get famous and become <laughs> yes, number one she's exactly. gonna be like i know dion <laughs> oh, yeah. exactly and that's I the totally opportunity here i think for uh, people who love racing this is an opportunity to help somebody get there and this is somebody who's going to use every penny where they need it yep. and is going to meet and exceed you know whatever you're giving them and it's racing yeah. in america baby you're contributing to american racing culture mm-hmm. yep. you know plus he needs a new bike yeah <laughs> yeah exactly. and, it's, and it's not like you're just throwing money away it's no, he you're has throwing a business. money away <laughs> <laughs> the credit card companies man <laughs> um he ha- it's a business so he has a business license and he has a w9 mm-hmm. so it's a tax write-off yeah and uh big corporate companies or any like big company for example uh recycle garage would like to donate that hundred thousand dollars you got the uh w9 and a 1099 at the end of the year and you're basically not paying the irs for that money and you're putting it to something to good use well i can help you out when we're done with this i will Loan you my monkey hat. We'll put a hat down. If you do a little dance, we'll see how much money we can raise here. Sweet. (laughs) (laughs) But um, plus somebody that does a major contributing to the, you know, somebody puts down a good amount of money and they become a title sponsor. If they want to know about that, just contact Dion. He can give you the, he has it all laid out in in his packet for his sponsorships. And you basically, you know, like let's say Recycle Garage, if they gave him, it's, Recycle Garage Racing, DCR, and you pick the colors, you pick the the paint job on the bike. We have a paint guy that paints it up. Your company and, will be the face of. And yes, that's, so, that's a bad idea so to let they, us be the face. <laughs> it's gonna be dicks everywhere. <laughs> so, you know, um, fastest one on the track. What is it? So basically, when they announce him on, you know, speed in. When they BN Sports. BN Sports, sorry. BN Sports. It's going to be Recycle Garage Racing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, you bring the bike over, let people check it out. When you come to the track, 
we're the only people that were letting kids climb. Like, Dion was the only person that let kids climb on his bike. And mm-hmm. they were so excited to get on the bike. And Because cool. mm-hmm. all the other people were like, hey, don't touch the bike. Don't touch the bike. <laughs> and so he took a lot of pictures and said, hey, you know, this is my page. You know, go to my page, tag yourself. Yeah, well, it's, so it's he good a, PR, too, you know. Right. So he had a ton of people. And, you know, and... You comment earlier about the dig, so long as I don't have to go through tech with the dildo stuff. <laughs> this needs to be safety wired, sir. <laughs> Wait, when are you He's racing nuts. in Sonoma again? Yeah, I'll meet you up there. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, it's there's there's a lot of a lot of things that people don't know about Moto America. Honestly, there's it's it's a worldwide. It's worldwide uh, news everywhere, actually, because BN Sports is um, based out of Spain, so we got a lot of um, Spanish followers. And oh, cool. We actually, just off of Moto America audience impression, we're looking at over 100, 100, 100 million um, audience impressions just from Moto America. That's including their Twitter and Facebook and hmm. stuff like that. But um, and then I just also signed with um, Motorcycle Startup. It's a TV show that I was on last year that had 2.1 million viewers, and we're going to be doing that next year as Is well. That ride with Norman Reedus? No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, uh, but we had 2.1 million viewers last year, and I, and um, my friend and I are actually working with. Uh, who did all the shows and interviews and we're trying to get our goals five million so we're we're working on building that up as well and cool. the and any help anything it also goes to um like big big sponsors can be a part of the show they can they can be um announced and partially interviewed and in, or like uh in my interview i could announce them out as being a major can um major aspect of DCR. Cool. Well, um, I even if you don't have money to give, follow Dion Campbell Racing, DC Racing. Uh, go to the races. Support it. And go to yep. the races. Go to the races. And look for him because he's coming to your city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, And I want to thank you all for coming and, and for your family for sitting quietly back there and and uh, we appreciate it, but yeah, we're going to keep. Well, what track a pleasure with you. having you guys! And don't mm-hmm. don't you feel so bad tired. about the knee. Our friend Sage blew out his knee playing basketball, but he was doing a mid-air chest, chest bump, bump. <laughs> <laughs> wow. and came down and blew out his knee too. Oh so. man! Yeah, and, and Isabel quit beating up your brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, we got time for a couple emails. I want to read one I got here real quick. It says, hey, Misfits, this is Outside Scott. Sounds like a nickname. We outside Scott. <laughs> he used to be Inside Scott, and he acted up. <laughs> he got thrown out. He's uh, currently exiled in Southern California, but oh, happily boo. moving back up here to Northern California this summer. Sweet. And he's looking forward to coming to the garage and uh, riding with us. All right. Um, He's been thinking a lot lately that the best thing that has happened to American motorcycles in a long time is the public rivalry between Indy and Harley. Mm-hmm. And I agree. I, I love what's happening here. He says, um, with Indian and Harley both getting into flat track and Indian and, and Harley both developing electric bikes, yes, mm-hmm. Indian announced that they are going to be coming out with an electric bike. Now, it's we know that... Polaris owns Indian, and they own Victory, and Victory had the impulse. Well, apparently they're designing a brand new electric motorcycle. They're saying it's not going to 
you know, see the streets for four to five years, which, as we know, is about how long it takes for a project to go from pen to, to street. Yeah. Um, but they're looking at a bike that will do about double of what the impulse would do. They're saying like 200, 220 kilometers per charge. Um, so that's pretty cool. And we know that Harley's trying to do that too. In five years though, is that gonna be like, well, I, is that yeah, gonna be competitive? And it may improve through the, over that time as well. Too. Yeah, Harley announced that they're gonna release 50 new bikes in the next five years. And he says, I hope they will start to depart from their multiple versions of the same damn 45-degree twin bagger. <laughs> 50 models or 50 units? No, models. <laughs> <laughs> I, was there, is there that many letters in the alphabet? Ten times years. Just to clarify. Just to clarify. <laughs> no, because they already came out with the um, like Road King special. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they're, they're already Oh, doing. I see what you're saying. But, you know, this goes back to 100 years ago when there was the rivalry right. between them. So things are, are heating up. He says there's so many styles of bikes and riders, and if these two American companies with a fantastic history want to survive in 20 years when all their current riders are dead or can't ride because they broke their hips, well, they better start looking at new markets and new bike styles. Mm -hmm. um, and he, he, he currently has a Gilroy Indian and a Ducati Monster, nice. and he's <clears throat> looking to add to his collection a Motoguzi Stelvia. Yeah. So he, he's, he loves bikes. He loves all sorts of bikes. Um, but yeah, so Stelvia's thank you, bike. Scott, for uh, cluing me in about the, the electric Indian. I'm going to be excited to look for that. Uh, Doug, you got an email? <clears throat> I do, and it's titled, What I Did in the Garage Today, and this is from our friend Keith. Uh, he writes, Hey, Misfits. Keith, Hi, Keith here from Southwest Missouri. Uh, Ruby Red RD350, if you remember. Just another email to say thanks for all you do. Uh, what you may not may or may not realize is that while you are all working in the garage there on Sundays, many of us listeners are doing the same in our That's garages cool. listening to podcasts. All right. I feel uh, guilty because there's not actually a lot of work. <laughs> right, <just> <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to get a picture at one point. There was like 12 people sitting around talking and eating, and Emma on her knees working on a bike. It was cold. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like a union job. Yeah. 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 Uh, listening to new, old, or favorites that touch on a specific project we might be working on, we were hanging out with the Misfits. Uh, one of the favorites, one of my favorite segments is hearing original rubber pieces that work, but no, wait, I skipped a line here. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> one of wait, my by original rubber pieces, segments, do you mean the ones hanging? up on the wall is hearing about what was accomplished in the <laughs> this is me turning red uh, so I thought this week I would return the favor the RD has still got a lot of original rubber pieces that work but needed <laughs> updates so I finally got the parts in and this week in the garage uh, the RD got new front fork seals and dust covers air intake boot cane and air filter bigger carb jets and he writes how did I know I would need bigger jets you guys taught me thank you uh, and a new headlight with incorporated LED blinkers and a no-load flasher relay. It was a good day. Thanks for all your help. All right. R.D. Keith, he writes, P.S. Two-stroker for life. Why? Because the smell of two-stroke makes my wife horny. Thank you for writing in, Keith. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I uh, killed your email here. <laughs> all right, Bagel, what do you got? I have an email from uh, Derek. He says, Hi, I, Derek. He says, I love the podcast. I only recently got into motorcycle podcasts while I'm commuting in the car. 
I currently ride a completely stock 2016 Harley Lowrider and building a, cup, uh, building a couple custom choppers. Rad. Cool. On standby is my future project, a 71 Bonneville. I'm going mm. to model it after cool. my pop 67 Bonneville from the late 70s. I hope you're imagining a praying mantis with a sissy bar. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, wow. Cool. My dad's Bonnie was what he called a canyon carver. Today, it would probably be considered a street tracker. And then nice. he closes by saying, for your amusement, I'm including an old photo from my San Diego days yes. where I rode with a club you all may be familiar with. And in the back is a picture of a very naturally dressed oh young man nice. on a yellow Vespa P200. And I can only surmise that the club is the San Diego uh, Secret Society Scooter Club. Nice. Bagel, what do you think? How about many, the, how many mirrors on that thing? Uh, there's got uh, about uh, 10 mirrors. Okay, so I've or always so. had this question. Why do they put so many mirrors on the front? Because fuck you, that's why. Is there, is there <laughs> like an actual reason or is it just a style? Well, well within, within the scooter scene, people always say it's because mods like to look good. So they always need those mirrors to make sure they're looking it's their a best vanity thing. Any, at any given moment. But uh, the actual origin, I have no idea. I think okay. it's just because it was more bling, and the more bling you had, the, got like the more bigger badass you were, or something. <laughs> that thing like looks that. rad. Is what is that? What is that on the windshield? Are those stickers, or is that actually like air mesh? Uh, that's actually a checkerboard pattern. Forget uh, it's okay. a, yeah. a fly screen. I thought it was lattice work from my front fence. Forget yeah. the zoom. I want that. Yeah, that's yeah. Kind of, he's got a fly screen on there, front crash bars with mirrors and lights wow. on it, and uh, a, a custom paint job and everything. It's a, it's a nice, nice sharp uh, vintage P two hundred. That is very cool. That's cool. Kat, what do you got there? Uh, I've got an email from Ben. Um, I've got quite a few stories about the crazy things I've seen on motorcycles. Feel free to share or ignore my stories. Love you either way. I've managed to document a few of the more recent ones on my YouTube channel. As stated in an earlier email, my first street bike was a 2002 Ninja 250, but my very first bike was a Honda Z50. Yeah. yeah. I started out on that. I had yeah. asked Santa for a motorcycle for Christmas ever since I could speak. Due to my dad low-siding a Honda 305 in college uh. and getting major gravel road rash. <laughs> Sounds like my story. I didn't get my very first bike until I was eight. You lucky okay, bastard. Until you were eight? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, your life is so hard. Okay. It is. My younger brother and I were in heaven on that Honda Z50. It was totally full of rust with handlebars bent and rebent multiple times and still <laughs> crooked as hell the lights were crushed on and non-working and the seat was torn it was magnificent <laughs> we rode the ever-living shit out of that thing the only maintenance it ever got was a fresh gas uh, tank of gas it was awesome my dad wouldn't ever let us upgrade it and we eventually out it got outgrown and sold my nephew is six, and I want to get him a 50cc bike and safety gear this summer. I'll gladly pay for everything, but my brother and his wife are pretty much against it. Okay, so I just have to say that's in quotes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll keep trying, though, uh, and keep you posted. I have been taking him for rides around the block on the zero. He begs for me to let him put it in sport mode, and I can't blame the little shit. <laughs> Love you guys. Keep up the great work. Ben. Nice. I suggest lots of bubble wrap. Yeah. yeah, bubble wrap yeah. is good for. Thanks ben. for writing, Ben. Make yeah. sure you cut out enough air holes so the kid can breathe. All right, <laughs> Emma, you got the last email there. I got the last email, and this is from Steve in Arkansas. Steve, 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 Steve. It's Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Very short email. 
I was wondering if you can give a rundown of a good starting toolkit for motorcycle mechanic repair. I've been cleared to ride again after my heart attack. Congratulations, yes, Steve. Yes, awesome. Great uh, news. Back. Great news. So welcome back on bikes. Um, Hammer. Ten socket. That's all you need. <laughs> One ten socket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no driver, just the socket. Not if he's riding a Harley. Okay, so... The, I'll start the ball, ball rolling. It depends what you're going to be riding, Steve. Mm -hmm. If you're going to be riding a Harley, you're going to need Imperial sockets. If you're going to be riding a, um, a Japanese bike or a European bike, it's got to be metric. Um, I've, I've kind of gone the whole full circle with my tools, you know. When I first started off wrenching, I had a very, very small toolkit because that's all I could afford. I, I think he's referring to a toolkit to carry on the bike, isn't he? Right. Mm -hmm. um, so, I, I'd like to jump in. There's expensive kits that you can buy that are actually catered to specific bikes. There are, but you don't I, need I, to spend I, that money. I don't remember the names, but they exist. But then there are also, um, when you go to Cycle Gear, like every other month, they have that tool roll on sale. And I know a bunch of us all here have it. To you know, wait, in, wait, in wait, the, wait, 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 wait. It's not bad for the money. I don't think that's what he's asking. Because yeah. he's, asking he's asking for a, yeah. for a good tool kit starting for, tool for, for motorcycle, motorcycle mechanic repair. What's your budget? Well, here's the deal. Um, what are you asking well, first? Are you asking for on the bike or off the bike? Because if you're asking for on the bike, it's going to be vastly different and than if you were asking for I'm going to deal bike. with it. I think he's asking for off the bike. He's I getting mean, back into kit. bikes. We could do he, both. he wants the tools to, to repair his bike. So... Something very brief about tools. A lot of people say, oh, you've got to buy Snap-on because it's guaranteed for life. You've got to buy Mac because it's guaranteed for life. We sell Snap-off here. Well, guess what? <laughs> Craftsman is guaranteed for life as well. You bust right. a Craftsman, mm -hmm. you go back to a Sears. Absolutely. I like Craftsman tools, especially if you're starting off. If you want a toolkit to maintain a bike, absolute basic, you need a set of wrenches. You need a set of sockets and a means to drive them. You need a set of screwdrivers and a set of pliers, yep. mm -hmm. and maybe a fluke, a multi-tester. Yep. That's it. You're going to get yourself down the road. And zip ties. You need zip ties. Lots of zip ties. But, you know, I actually was talking about this last week. I was saying, you know, over the years, <clears throat> my toolkit at work just grew and grew and grew and grew, and then it shrunk. Yep. And you'd be amazed how small my toolkit is now at work that I earn my living with. You know, it's something that's easily attainable. Steve, if you've got 200 bucks to spare, you're going to get a fantastic toolkit that will keep yours or any of your friend's bikes on the road. Yep. That's all you need. Go down to Sears, buy them online. If you bust a Sears um, wrench or a, a screwdriver, just go down and get um, another one. Okay, so the one contingency with the Sears warranty is it has to be within a normal setting of, like, a shop. Like, So if you happen to use a blowtorch to bend a, a wrench to get into a certain area, just say you bent or you drove over it with a tractor and they will warranty it out. There's um, Cat's top tip. Ta yeah, top <laughs> yeah. tip of the day. Um, and they also have closeouts a lot, so don't ever buy a tool right. for full price at Sears. Just uh, go to the back room mm -hmm. where they hide all their little like bent tools. That was your favorite area. When it you was my there. favorite area. No. I used to like I I would hang out there and covet all uh, the tools. But you know the the big <laughs> news here. For Steve, is he's getting back into bikes after yeah. a heart attack. Mm -hmm. yeah. Which makes him a cool cat in my book. And don't forget, too, many cities have a used tool shop. Yep. Right. Mm. Or so a flea market. 
Yeah. Um, and <laughs> you can find tools for cheap. Harbor you have Freight. to go sift through a lot of like wrenches, mm-hmm. but sometimes you'll find things like a motorcycle lift. You're going to find some of right. that specialty stuff there. Well, to even small stuff. Nobody makes snap ring pliers that I like anymore. Mm-hmm. So the snap ring pliers in my toolbox, I got used actually from. Um, um, uh, I can't remember what the name I of the Emma story. I just had a stroke. So yeah, I just. Had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know if, if, if the tool's in good condition, just buy it used. Oh, and also, if you're only going to use it a few times, check Harbor Freight. They're super cheap tools yeah. that you'll. I mean, you'll you'll break them. But if you only plan on using it once, just throw it back in your tool chest. And if you end up using it enough that it breaks, then go buy an expensive one. Yeah. And one, one other tool I would definitely suggest is one of those little telescoping sticks that has a magnet on the end. Mm-hmm. Those yeah. come in so handy when you drop yep. a nut or a washer on the dirt somewhere when you're making a roadside repair. And doesn't take up any room to carry with you. And I have a quick announcement. <gasps> um, Are you getting married? No. Okay. Um, no, but um, some people have already signed up. I'm going to be in Wait, Dallas be this week. You just want the dress. I do. I really um, do. Uh, I'm going to be in. I'm going to be in. Wait, oh, I could throw washers. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, blind people. Yes. Um, I'm going to be in Dallas this week, and so if there's anyone in the Dallas area who would like to come out and join me for dinner. If you want to get insulted uh, ceaselessly in person, in person, <laughs> come and hang out. Um, actually, this is going to be on Thursday, the 9th, March 9th. I'm going to be going to the Spaghetti Warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> downtown Dallas. I'm jealous. What are you doing there? Oh, they're good, huh? Seven o'clock. Spaghetti's right here. She's going to wrestle. <laughs> She's going to wrestle in the spaghetti pit. <laughs> <laughs> actually, yes. I'm going to go over to Sheila's. I'm going to ride her like her mini bikes and scooter with oh, the sidecar. Nice. And then uh, go out to dinner. And I'm just inviting anyone anyone who'd like to come out, eat spaghetti, and talk about motorcycles. All right. I, I can't wait cool. to see the picture of you in Sheila's sidecar. Get, I will not. <laughs> I can't wait to see that I picture. Will not. Oh, you eat, uh, eat, eat carbs on. and then talk about carbs. You got to. Motorcycles. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, you can hit me up on Facebook at the Recycle Garage mm-hmm. Motorcycles. And She's misfits. giving out free autographs, um, I think. Also, I just want to remind everyone, check out Dion Campbell Racing. D-E-I-O-N. Campbell with a P? Yes. Yes, yes Campbell like the soup. Yes. And when you type in Dion Campbell, uh, your Twitter, your Facebook, your GoFundMe, it all comes up. And some really cool pictures of you, like, lifting a wheel in a turn and stuff like that. Yeah, actually, <laughs> you could find everything, even just going on Google. You don't even have to go on Facebook. Just put Dion Campbell or Dion Campbell Racing on Google, and all my information pops up from my Twitter, Instagram, uh, GoFundMe, everything. So it's everything's there. And pretty Will you uh, come back at the end of the season and tell us how you did? Always. Thank yeah, you. Cool. I'll come back and and maybe even come in during the during the season and give you guys a little update on how we did. Yeah. yeah. yeah yes. Awesome. Please I'm do. Uh, a podium at Laguna this year. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm get, gonna I'm gonna buy that one. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. And then I also have a big goal for actually Sonoma. I'm. I'm putting the pressure on myself for I I want to win or podium the 600 Super Sport class on my 600 Super Stock bike, and mm. uh, and I'm pretty confident at that track because I've done some AFM races, so amateur races out there. So um, my times are there now. I just need to go out and yeah. run with the big guys. 
do it. Nice. You, sh- you should also uh, just buy the website Dion Campbell Scented Candles. <laughs> it's gonna be big. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, it's gonna be the biggest thing ever. All right. Are you gonna make the scented candles for me? I I, I know some people. The first I, talk. first line is gonna be post race funk. Yeah. <laughs> Leathers. It's gonna morning. be like they're gonna wring out his socks or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. No, we can make one uh, called, called race gas, and it's just a jar of gasoline. <laughs> I I'm I'm getting a a, a visual of what what that that scent's gonna be, yeah. and I think it's gonna be a little bit Irish Spring soap. A little bit uh, sweaty leathers mm. and some monkey butt powder. Mm. I totally did peg you as an Irish Springs type of dude. That's wow. kind of creepy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and now. <laughs> exactly. So this is that time to thank everyone for listening because, you know, I feel like there was a time and Douglas was saying, you know, why aren't we doing games anymore? Let's do games. I was like, well, we used to do games. To just come up with filler just to like try and fill an hour. Now we go <laughs> over an hour and a half and we're just like trying to like cut everything short, cut everything short. We can just go on and on and on. Yeah. Maybe one of these days we should just do like a marathon recording. Yeah. Ugh. How about we just go do some games? We're doing all games. A game <laughs> an all game show. I like yeah. that big. Yeah. All right. Yeah, another another that. game night episode. <laughs> so thank you everyone who for I'm sending down. in emails. We still have a lot of backlog of emails. We'll get to them. Just remember, we are reading them. We appreciate them. And sometimes we love that when you send a picture of yourself with the, the vintage the bike and the best. mirrors, it just may go up in the garage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just saying. So go on over to motorcyclesandmisfits.com, find the links to Facebook, uh, Instagram. Jim has been busy posting stuff there. Mm-hmm. He's right, hooked. <laughs> uh, Instagram is the best bike porn ever. <laughs> bike well, and porn. No. <laughs> <laughs> also, go to iTunes. Rate us on iTunes. Yes. Yeah. Please. And uh, yeah, to our Patreon subscribers, thank you. We had another new one uh, in the last week, I believe. So thank you very much. And um, Check out our line of clothing. Well, it's not announced yet. It's coming out. It's not official, but yes, there is a bunch of t-shirts that I've been designing that I'll be unveiling pretty soon. Cool. Just going to make oh. it easier. And finally, people have been asking me for black t-shirts and I refuse to do it. <laughs> well, now I can't deny it. I've, I've, you can pick black if you want. Yes. yes. It's very slimming. Yes. I hate it. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for listening. And, and you guys, thank you for coming. We're definitely going to follow you, Dion, because I have picked my pony. You're it. Okay. Sounds good. And <laughs> April, what's the first race? Uh, I leave April 19th, so it would be April 21st and to 23rd. And I guess we have to – can we watch these online? Actually, um – great thing about moto america they they're broadcast live on bn sports and then you can go on to moto america live timing and that gives you a whole rundown on um practices race time stuff like that cool Cool. well we're gonna be following that so let's get out of here this is liza naked jim bagel this is doug this is knock emma darling this is dion this is bill and gary hi micah and in the peanut gallery Hey, hey, let's get out of here. Cool, cool. cool. cool.